2: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com dot slash weight loss.
3: What a momentous weekend, Alice. I mean, I am you are you are now, Alice, you are married to you are allowed to be intimate with Royalty.
4: Is this not belong on the food show?
3: Royalty. Well, this is going to be in the food. This is a way to plug the food show, as a matter of fact. The All You Can Eat podcast. Uh, this week, I was crowned a... Um, crowned
4: with a sticker. Crowned. I was crowned, Alice.
3: <laughs> with a... Um, what
4: was my title? Where's my thing? It's downstairs on the end table. It a taquito, taco gigante a taco gigante champion. champion. That's correct. Mm-hmm. There's a
3: select few of us in this country. I am one of them. Mm-hmm. Because I ate a uh, one-foot, two-pound, humongous taco at Margarita's, and um, and, and I am honored to st- stand on the shoulders, Alice, of those before me, like mm-hmm. the great Joseph Ch- Chestnut or Kobayashi and those people who have done what was considered impossible at one time. So I did that. It was delicious. It was the uh, Margarita's and uh, Methuen. Do it. Oh, Yo, yeah. You win free tacos for a year, supposedly. I'm waiting for the gears to gar- go get going here i think they
4: have to confirm it with the restaurant gotta
3: confirm that with the with the nobel people and uh the guinness people to make sure this actually did happen uh so there you go but that's for the food show we'll do- tell you i'll tell all the the adventure that was at the everest like climb that that was mm-hmm. um sir edmund hillary Alice. i am the edmund hillary of giant taco eating right in front of you right in front of you it's incredible and- uh, another thing was, we just got finished walking. I have my new cool trainers. Yep. These are expensive sneakers. Cool uh-huh. new trainers. They're Brooks trainers. They're over $100. Well over. Because I figured, like, today, I walk 10 miles. I walk more than most people. And so true. And I'm going to be doing jo- running, too. So I I can't have crap anymore. I, I need good shoes. I need the real Okay, shoes. you deserve These it. These are Brooks cool new trainers um and um
4: our 12-year-old did say they were cool.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that is that is high praise because these little bastards of yours have been absolutely skewering me. Skewering me, Alice. <laughs> using their acerbic humor on me to denigrate me, talk about my balding and my fatness and my uncoolness. Uh Sally let me know the other day that I had huge pores. A <laughs> hole. Uh, yes, so we I'm at we are at a psyops war with my kids. So, um, but w- somebody tweeted uh, tweeted Alice at Alice this weekend this story that I thought was was interesting because it's something that it has to do with Alice and I because of our age difference, but it has to do with a lot of people. I think, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of people's. When they're not in an experience, their feelings about what an experience is. So, for instance, this is a Yahoo. Who was it that sent it? You remember? It was like Steve's painter, Steve. It was. Yeah, um, it's. It was uh a fan.
4: Pearl Cullenane's ghost. There you go. Kirk's caddy.
3: There you go. Okay. Uh, so he sent this Yahoo article and said, "Hey, is this about you or did you write this, Alice?" Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Do you mind reading?
4: Sure. So it's um by Brittany Vanderbilt which i don't is could that be her real name i don't know my husband is 14 years older than me here's what i wish i knew about age gap relationships before we started dating um i hate to say this because i we have that exact age gap but Mm -hmm. i actually reading her article made me less supportive of her age gap relationship oh that's interesting i'll get to that um Uh, My husband is 14 years older than me, and we started dating when I was 20. When I started dating my husband back in 2007, we'd known each other for several years. His brother married my sister, which is how we met. So this is somebody who knew her when she was a teenager. Right. So that's part of why I'm like already my red flag. Well, he he didn't
3: close till she was 20. So there you go.
4: <laughs> it's still 20s young to be dating someone in their 30s. So we started dating when I was 23, which some I feel girls, like is. Alice, some, but I can go out to bars. You know what I mean? Some like. Girls have lived a
3: lot by the time they're.
4: 20. I know. I know. Um, our age gap relationship brought its own challenges, though I didn't really anticipate them when we first started dating. Um, some of them, some of my friends weren't supportive of our relationships. Um, there was only one friend from high school who was fairly supportive, but we drifted apart. That may or may not be because of the age gap relationship.
3: That's a, a, exactly. And right.
4: You do also just drift apart from friends that you knew yes. in high school and college. And
3: you all do drift apart when you become one of the lame married people. And you know, you and your new husband are going mm-hmm. to like Bed Bath & Beyond on a Friday night when you used to be so fun
4: right so and she says my old friends were still working or partying after I moved away from college meanwhile Andy's friends were in their mid to late 30s with stable jobs or farming careers and most of them had small children since I had no friends in our area we would sometimes hang out with his friends but it wasn't fun for me as they'd all known each other for years and were roughly the same age plus we'd chosen not to have kids so I couldn't and honestly didn't want to relate to their wives conversations about pregnancy and raising children they were nice people but I just felt out of place with that group we didn't have any shared friends and that was hard. So that's also never been the case with us. That's never
3: been the case and she also sounds like a little jerky like oh I reluctantly will hang out with them but this is not great. It's like shut up dude. This is you opted into the world of 14 years older than you opt in.
4: Well right I liked you and I enjoyed Mm -hmm. hanging out with your actual friends because I was in a similar life space where like I wanted to be married and have kids and I was working and I felt out of place with college students and hated college student actually because oh, right. like i had nothing in common with them right you know i was not so i was already i don't feel that this chick's experience is representative of mine necessarily um today we found friends we both like and can relate to he's kept in touch with the, his friends and it's more enjoyable to hang out with them now that their kids are much older and no one's asked me whether i'm his daughter in several years so at 14 years of marriage and counting i think we're doing pretty well
3: so, I mean... So now she likes hanging out with him, et cetera. So, there's a, a few things ab- about this. And I think when people see age, that that they think that that's something that ever comes up in a relationship. And other than the, wow, you're so much younger, Alice and I were pretty much... First of all, we became... We became she liked me and had a crush on me, Alice. So I, Alice liked me already.
4: Yeah, you else, didn't groom me. You weren't like right. and, and a so, weird older right. semi-relative by marriage who had known me since I was sixteen and decided no, to start dating right. me the second but, I was also, legal, which is creepy. I'm sorry. Yes, it, it, to the right. article, girl. But that is weird. Right, and so
3: then, uh, and also, I um, I like. I would not have been otherwise hitting on 23-year-old cute blonde girls because they just it doesn't i don't i didn't rate i was 37 fat dumpy and like whatever i was a dude no i
4: liked you because i liked your personality right exactly
3: so so so, but it was what it was and after like the third day of oh my god she's still coming back etc and just undeniable we were we had a fun relationship. We were doing things, hist- checking out history, exploring places, having adventures,
4: mm-hmm.
3: constantly. So it became.
4: We were just like hanging out together.
3: Yes, and so that was the problem. And so, and so if anything, the age gap to me was an impediment because it just it doesn't make sense. Thirty seven, you know, a twenty three year old is not a serious person. You know, I mean, certainly it's fun, et cetera, but that was the idea. But it just kept making sense to be hanging out because it was the most fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I think that, that, and so we never, I never think about it. Like, I, I've never, it, it, there's never a time until somebody's brought it up that I've like ever thought about it. We're too busy doing stuff. It's, it's, it's like, it's, it was original, like, uh, small talking point number four when we were new. It, like, we're so far past, it's not a thing. It's, it's like never, right. Um, but what I think also we have happening is, for and this is unique to me, is that not only is Alice much younger than fourteen years old, fourteen years old, years younger, mm-hmm. but but you're unique because you're better looking than me, and younger and better looking, and and this is the other thing, and very intelligent. So mm-hmm. you've got this weird skill set, and you could hang with the boys, which is the, so. So you got this weird skill set. So what does does for our relationship create the challenges? Is that you've got other dudes who then see that and say, "Wait, this is way off. She's cool. She's way younger, and she's beautiful." And so, you know, that's why like we, we and Alice went to a, this club when we first started going out, and like guys were hitting on her left and right. And they'd be like condescending to me because I was like big, fat, and older, and they're like, "Oh, we'll just, I'll just get this guy out of the way," and then she's toast. She's obviously, she's obviously easily duped because if she's with this guy, you know, you know. <laughs> so there's some of that, and also there's like a, you, you, you get that, and, and people who would not usually be in proximity of Alice because she's in a better league, just both physically and intellectually, et cetera, could felt more at ease to use proximity like politics. Mm-hmm. Like you've had friends in politics who to this day check on you at two in the morning on a Facebook post or whatever, who right. you don't get back to, et cetera. And I think that they see the difference in us as another reason why that's that's okay. Because probably first of all mm-hmm. it doesn't matter why can't they I... assume
4: my standards are low? Well and they assume <laughs> like
3: why does he get to have this why can't I have this? It doesn't make any sense. Like I kept myself in better shape and I'm doing like, she should know what it's, you know? So, Hey, what's up? And we, and there's been a, a, uh, more of that. And I think that's what's like the, the age difference is not the challenge. The age difference is part of the package of things that leads you to like, lead you to that kind of thing happening. Mm -hmm. and, like men who would never like that guy, the other guy at the convention, whatever. It's, just, it's just, anybody who's got an attractive wife knows this is part of the game. It happens. But with me, with the age difference and just the difference, you know, mm-hmm. in, in like you're more beautiful and all that stuff and being brilliant. I think some men see that and say, say, why does this effing jerk get to have the, all, this all whole, whole package? Like my friend of 40 years developed, who was married, developed a huge crush on Alice. Um, this guy is married, but is, is a loser has, is, has no job. Wife is essentially you know, making all the, making all the money, whatever. He feels like a loser. And then he looks over here and just looks at me and says, look what Tom gets to have more beautiful. She's more intelligent. She could understand the things that I love. And like this guy, my old, my old friend wanted to have somebody like that too. And you know, talking to him, we would go out and be, for beers. He, talking to him, you get—I would get the sense that yeah, he, this guy he wants his own version of Alice, whatever. Well, as it turns out, he couldn't get find that, but using proximity, he tried to get the actual Alice, which of course just ended four ways of a relationship. You know, which is so that couple's gone. And I don't think that had there been such a difference, had you been so beautiful, so much not a pain in the ass as people his age, and such an anomaly, I don't think that would have... Been. And the fact that it's the difference between you're, you're better in a lot of ways than I am. And I think, I mean, now that I've won the Taco Championship, I think that it's much more...
4: <laughs> it's but all no, these evened are just, out now.
3: But these are, these are just things. And I, and I can see it other times... When you and I have gone out to like convention, like one convention in particular, the the way a person will condescend, whatever, and like try to like kind of close on in on you a little bit, and now so what the what they don't understand any of these people, but this is the this is a challenge that that I've that I've had. What they don't understand, and and they've all failed to understand this, and in to the detriment. You know, I haven't flamed m- most of these people who have in my in the last 14 years pulled this crap. Um, but what they've never understood is that like just because you're brilliant and beautiful and like score better in every category than I score <laughs> doesn't mean that I'm not smarter than they are. <laughs> so I can see these or like,
4: that you're not as much of a low life to be able to see what's happening.
3: What? Exactly. Exactly. Exactly.
4: Yes. I, I, takes one to yes, know I one a little bit. These
3: dirtbag maneuvers. It's very interesting. Oh. Um So, yeah, I, I don't get when she says that that she saw that, that uh, you know, she couldn't get along with the other people because they talked about marriage and stuff like that. That is something that is a thing one of the reasons why your friends have fallen off because we, we started having babies and doing
4: we all well yeah are. i mean like yeah there there was some of that where like i and like i say i was not necessarily hanging out with lots of like college students or reason college students anyway because i just wasn't there in my life like i found it uninteresting and hanging out in dorm rooms and drinking right. with people like i just thought it was dumb but um you know, I'd had an apartment and a job for years when we met um, on my own. Like, I wasn't well, doing well, that. So, but, but yeah, but like when, when you ask friends if they want to hang out and they're like, oh, I can come by at about 11 and you have like small kids, you right. like, yes. I mean,
3: and what are we going to do at 11? It, it, but, but, you know, and also it's like for us, you were more compatible with my friends. My core group of friends. You were more compatible with them than I was. Mm-hmm. I mean, you guys would talk about uh, Isaac Asimov. It's, it's that's who's what his name. Is, that's right?
4: a sci-fi writer, yeah. Exactly.
3: Mm-hmm. Endlessly deep about books that you'd read and this and that, and you and my brother and the deeds and in all this, and it was like there was just similarities there. Like, it, so there was no. You were. One of us, just a much prettier version of of one of you well you were yeah. one of them actually <laughs> come to think of it but so so yeah, you never think oh one another challenge that's that I think that I think that you thought when we first got together that that I was that blown away by how young you were and that you were trying to leverage it. And you'd say some stuff like you just you'd just say stuff like that you knew that I was looking good because I was with you, and um, when that when that was kind of unnecessary, mm-hmm. but I think that you thought that I was really into the dynamic because most guys were. It's a category in most porn sites, right? You know, bunch <laughs> of or I don't know, I, I don't. But uh, but um. But remember you came over one time and you like you had a an outfit. Remember at the in Brighton?
4: I <laughs> mean an outfit. You had a
3: like... Um,
4: it was just clothes. I don't know.
3: Hit me baby one more time. That's what you called. School uniform. Not,
4: no, it wasn't that. You called it the oops I did it again outfit. No, no, no that was,
3: was when we went a, out. But you yeah. actually dressed up.
4: Oh, in, I don't know.
3: In a particular way that I thought you thought would be... Like exactly what I was looking for, because you know he's old, he's pathetic. I'm, <laughs> I'm young, being fresh, and this. I will... probably
4: just got dressed in clothes that no, I thought I were but, cute.
3: But um, but yeah, I don't like like it's funny. The funny thing is, is that when you have a relationship, and obviously it's guys will think it's better for them, and it is better for when you've got somebody. Like younger like Alice's, then she's better at tech. She, at least in the beginning, moved quicker and could jump around and, and new pop culture. But that's actually, a lot of that stuff isn't necessarily just youth. A lot of that stuff is you're a voracious reader. So you're just always reading things. And that's another reason why I think people are get envious and angry at me and say, he doesn't deserve that. I deserve that. Including the dude in the roof in Benghazi, you know? I think they look at you yeah. and they say, wait yeah, a second. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, there's another one, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, it just, yeah, it was uh, Tonto. It was it was a fan of Alice. And that's no problem, because I know that she's beautiful, etc. Um, but I also think that they, it's just part of this thing where.
4: Tommy in New Hampshire says he's searching Pornhub for old Taco King with the young SAT Queen. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> <laughs> sure that's a popular category yeah taco gigante champion <laughs> well-known category
3: but um yeah so no that's what i think it is like i think that when you're when you also when you start. But, a- yeah you also
4: had a friend comment one time like oh i wish i had a radio show or whatever something right i yeah. said i
3: wish i had a radio show like you get a free one of these when you get a radio show <laughs> was... and it's it, it doesn't work yeah. like the, the the simple truth is is that we were compatible because
4: i'm just a weirdo who liked you
3: right and we like doing stuff <laughs> yeah. and i like doing stuff and, uh, and and unlike anybody else who had who would pull me down from or or be lame and back me off from having fun and doing things and i do all these adventures and say oh, like I've had girlfriends who like would absolutely, if it got below fifty-three degrees, would no longer go outside. and would, They'd be in "I'm freezing in the house." Period, and they wouldn't go. But me and I was, were climbing mountains, doing stuff, and hiking, and going out. On the time we were doing everything all the time, and so like it was, I found somebody who wanted to do all the stuff that I wanted to do all the time, and had a whole bunch of other stuff. And I also happened to be a radio producer at the time, trying to get into showbiz, and she understood that. She was super supportive with that. She was super helpful with that. And so, like, I I, I won the lottery in a thousand ways. So, in so, so we could consider our voyage together. That's when the, that's our age. Our age is, the Tom Alice age is 13. Right. And, and, and that's it. I, I mean, obviously, I come with the history of all the stuff before that, and, and so does Alice. But I don't think that we've ever been in a table or anything well unless you've been absolutely smashed which has which has happened <laughs> where anybody's ever said well i mean she's young and she doesn't really get this nobody's ever said that cuz you pretty much get stuff mm-hmm. that's just not your thing so that's where i am with that um i think it's a fascinating question a fascinating question and and the re- and it's fascinating for me because we never think about it
4: Never. Yeah, no, we never think about the age gap thing. I do think that it plays into some relationships, though. Like that one in the article does not sound that healthy, <laughs> or maybe it's fine now, but it doesn't sound like it initially came from. That no, I guarantee place. you
3: that, like his other friends and stuff, could tell that she wasn't enjoying herself. Yeah, and that's terrible. And, I, and that's another
4: thing that you've. It, Well, maybe they had a really great chemistry together in bed or whatever. I don't know what led to it, but... Maybe. But I I also think, I mean, and that's... So, and you, when we were talking about this earlier, when you said you wanted to talk about this article, you brought up Taylor Swift and how she references in some of her songs, some of her boyfriends were too old for her, basically. Like, in Dear John, she says, Don't you think I was too young to be messed with? And, And, I mean, she was obviously over 18. Or, like, in All Too Well, she makes a few which is about Jake Gyllenhaal, she says, so Dear John is about John Mayer, and All Too Well, which is about Jake Gyllenhaal, she says, like, um, she says that, like, one of one of the things that he said to her was that maybe if I were older, things would have been different, and that made me want to die, and, that, like, essentially saying that he said that she couldn't hang with his friends because she was too young and, like, didn't get it. Mm-hmm and um and yeah i i mean i think i think there's relationships where it doesn't work because of that i i do think that it can be i do think that it can mess up relationships if people aren't on the same page enough
3: absolutely i could certainly see that and you know if she's you know if she's and also
4: some guys are just really into dating really young chicks well,
3: right, like I, Leonardo known...
4: DiCaprio or Jake Gyllenhaal or um, right. who's another one. Yeah,
3: but that doesn't mean necessarily. But they're also like models are a different animal too. And also, a lot of those it matters. Immature is different than young. Like right. I knew a, a woman who who was obsessed with the color pink and kitties, and it, from her twenties into her thirties, and she's probably forty now, and she's still immature. And so I, don't, I have no. <laughs> I have no t- time for like any of that. Some people are mature, some people are not. If Taylor Swift is a- talking about pink and kitties, I- no wonder Jill Hall is probably like, oh, God, I don't do this stuff. Like, it- it's-, it's ridiculous. But, I mean, this removing agency from yourself, I was too young, you should have been nice. First of all, these are entertaining entertainers. These people are psychotics, they're all chi- children. If yeah. you're if you're if you decide that you need to get into something because you need the world to love me, love me, everybody love me, that's weird. Okay, these people are weird people. Okay, a lot of them have been very popular for a long time. A lot of them never learned how to be humans. It's, I don't buy this thing. Yeah, where... I
4: think a lot of celebrities are messed
3: up. Well, just right. in general. And by the way, if she were dating a twenty-one or a nineteen-year-old when she were nineteen, they would have heard her just in a different way. There's a chance that the 34-year-old would be more humane to her. in mm-hmm. You know, so, I don't know. But, you know, she needs to say this, I guess, because Taylor Swift has made a $6 billion off of being dumped so, or heartbroken. So, by the way, I got a very crude message from a friend who is a listener, watcher and friend, mm-hmm. asking if he, th- if he thinks Taylor Swift has slept with Travis Kelsey. To which I say, I cannot believe, friend. I know you're watching. I bet watching. they've slept together. Friend, this is a this is a guy, who's younger NFL than player. us. But you know, our friend uh, uh, Alice. How would I describe him? How would you describe him? Let's say he's he's spent time in Mario Puzo's home before. Does that ring a bell? He replaced Mike G.
4: Mm-hmm. I know what friend it is. Okay. Really, you're a man. I you're, think they've slept together, but
5: yeah, I don't know. No,
3: no, I don't mean she should ever be asking. Of course she's having sex with him. Of course. He slept out at her house overnight. How old
4: is she? She's um, two years younger than me, I think. Once so you're out of like the, the realm of
3: like, early 20s and you're working adults, it, you're
0: Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.
3: We're sleeping together. It's, there's no like we're not everybody, but I think most bases like, secular, Those days are over.
4: I think most secular people. That's true. Yeah, but I don't think necessarily first date.
3: Did we ever talk about our first date? And when you said when you had no, to be- we're not okay. going to talk about
4: our first date.
3: Alice, I'm, I'm just saying. Just okay, forget <laughs> Okay. <laughs> When we go out, guys, face-to-face, face, I'll tell you about it. It's fantastic. No. It's fan- Alice has had some great lines in her life. This is one of my favorite. This is what, as a gentleman on a first date with a young lady, you would say is rather good news. Um, okay. Uh, I, should we get to some... Uh,
4: Actual news? Yeah. Uh,
3: yeah. Okay. I want to first um, play a little bit of this uh, Sam Harris on the Israel thing. And then Bill Maher was fantastic. But here's Sam Harris. If you guys don't know, Sam Harris has been broken by Donald Trump. But he is is a, a good thinker and he's great on Israel.
5: As we watch the initial expressions of support for Israel begin to decay as it wages war in Gaza and perhaps beyond. As many of you know, I've spent years talking about the clash as I see it between Western civilization and Islam. Specifically, I've spoken and written about the connection between the actual doctrines of Islam and jihadist violence. Of course, this violence has fallen out of the news in recent years, especially since the collapse of the Islamic State. Even I've stopped thinking much about it. But I've been under no illusion that the problem has gone away. Those of you who have been following my work for 20 years know that I've said everything I have to say on this topic ad nauseum and I'm sure I'll just periodically repeat myself for the rest of my life, because eruptions of jihadist violence and the attendant secular moral confusion about it will be with us for generations. However, I don't want to rehash any of my criticism of Islam here. I'll just briefly remind you of what I believe, which is that there is no possibility of living in peace with jihadists. So whether we want to admit it or not, we are perpetually at war with them. Mm. And we must win a wider war of ideas with everyone, both within the Muslim world and outside it, who is confused about that. And there are legions of the confused. And there's no place on earth where the truth about jihadism is more obvious or excruciating, and the moral confusion about it more reprehensible than Israel today. But leaving all of that to one side, For the moment, I'd like to make a very simple point that really shouldn't be at all controversial because it doesn't prejudge any of the questions that people might disagree about. You don't have to agree with me about Islam or about the role that it plays in inspiring conflict. The point I'm making now says nothing about the causes of the recent violence in Israel. And yet it cuts through all the arguments and pseudo-arguments that attempt to paint some moral equivalence between Israel and its enemies were to justify the actions of Hamas as though they were a response to Israeli provocations, to the growth of settlements, or the daily humiliation of living under occupation. Incidentally, there was no occupation in Gaza. There hasn't been an occupation there since 2005, when Israel withdrew from the territory unilaterally, forcibly removing 9,000 of its own citizens, and literally digging up Jewish graves. The Israelis have been out of Gaza for nearly 20 years, and yet they have been attacked from gaza ever since
3: so i'm not going to steal his entire rant there but mm-hmm. it is it is great and i'll uh i'll tweet it out there um and it's very clear thinking there is no mm-hmm. he is right they are at war so all these
4: people you know saying ceasefire there's no ceasefire on the other side right they still want to kill you so like you can ceasefire with them all day but they're just still going to kill you the next chance they get you know, that's that's the problem with the terrorism thing. And it is very unfortunate. You know, there are innocent people dying for all... We talked a lot about, you know, they put out all this propaganda with the hospital stuff. But there are people dying that are innocent. There was an Israeli strike that hit um, some kind of target that was near enough to, like, really an extremely old church, an Orthodox church, mm-hmm. St. Porfirio's Church in uh, Gaza, where a bunch of people were sheltering. And, like, 18 people died died and including some of them children including some relatives of justin amash um who used to be a congressman or whatever he was and uh, who's palestinian by descent christian palestinian palestinian did i say that right i'm tired um but you know there's christians there there's children there there's innocent people there who aren't terrorists there's you know who are going to die and that's that's a reality of war you know like there were innocent germans who died too who didn't like nazis right like it that's what happens in wars and when hamas is the elected government of gaza this isn't like a one-off of a few bad apples in gaza who did this stuff
3: yes and i've actually seen different different um uh conclusions about how popular they are
4: yeah and that might be true they might be more or less popular it's I don't know what the accuracy of opinion polling is in the Gaza Strip to be honest with you. I think that that's a tough one. Um but I you know there I'm sure there are people there that don't agree with what happened and are dying in the Gaza Strip. But that's it doesn't mean Israel's not justified for with violence pushing for surrender and the return of hostages for concessions from Hamas which runs the Gaza Strip and could end this at any time. Yes. By you know giving back the 200 plus hostages they're holding who are all innocent people um and making concessions like handing over terrorists and and disarming and doing stuff that they could do in order to stop this from happening to their own people who they also do not care about it's very sad it's terrible and more is terrible for everybody but you know um Was it uh, Coleman Hughes who was on someone's show and said, like, sometimes, no, there's just actually good guys and bad guys here? Like, I mean, like, sometimes there's a good side and a bad side and, like, the side that is pro-torture. And I don't understand the left, like, twisting themselves into knots on here. There's people been all over Twitter this weekend, like, arguing about the definition of beheading because, like, a bunch of the babies... A bunch of babies were found without heads, but they weren't necessarily beheaded. Their heads might have been blown off by RPGs. Like, if that's this place you're in where you're on Twitter and you're arguing about how the babies ended up without heads to decide if it's really a a real beheading or not, like... You're not on the right side. <laughs> like I don't know what I don't know what possible indicator you would need to know that that's like not the right side of this issue. And um yeah, we should talk about Chappelle too. A few people bringing up Chappelle in the chat. I mean, yeah, I
3: wish there was video. You haven't seen well.
4: It it was a. I think they were pretty strict with the cell phone policy at the event because. Yeah, um, yeah I mean well he's been burned too obviously by some of the stuff and he likes to say what he likes to say and you know we've defended him on this show before obviously too. yeah and
3: I am not surprised that this is his stance
4: no I mean he's well first of all he's Muslim he's converted to Islam oh wow
3: okay I I didn't know that
4: I think he is I think that's true somebody said it in one of the things and I um we can look up and double check but he's also even with some of the stuff that he was saying about like Trump and the elites and that stuff he's made a before to, like, the group in Hollywood that you really can't criticize and stuff. Mm. Like, he's made some comments like that, that lead one to believe he leans a little bit in that direction yeah. uh, um, about Jewish people in particular. Yes. Um, which is not, by the way, that uncommon in the black community. hmm I mean, like, you have groups like the black Hebrew Israelites and stuff and, like, different... There's, there's different... Um, strains of thought but there's there's groups in the black community that are not fans of jewish people yeah well
3: and also i just think if you're generally if you're a progressive then if we're if it's a binary of the oppressor and the oppressed well there you go that's yeah that's all you need to know
4: yeah and um so anyway so there were a few posts about this a few people posted um like notes app things or whatever texts from somebody posted. I saw Dave Chappelle last night at Boston TD garden. It was sold out. So I would say 22,000 people were there three quarters into the show. He said, I want to address what's going on in Palestine and Israel. He specifically said Palestine and said it before Israel. He said what happened on October 7th wasn't right, but also what's going on isn't right. And, um, not just you can't just kill innocent civilians like that and the whole world sits silently and watches and then someone shouted at him from the crowd shut the f up dave he then went nuts and yelled back no you shut the f up you don't take tens of billions of dollars from my country to go kill innocent women and children and come and tell me to shut the f up he said don't come begging from my country and then go drop bombs on children and cut off innocent people water and electricity you have the audacity to pay to come and see my show and then tell me to shut the f up no you shut the f up the crowd started clapping and cheering and saying yes Dave and Chance of Free Palestine, and he said, You're damn right, Free Palestine. Uh oh. Yeah, and then there was another post that someone, um, that someone posted, they said, towards the end of his act, Chappelle mentioned the war in Israel and how he as a Muslim denounces Israel for its treatment of the people in Gaza and started to add in lots of false and unsubstantiated claims. A gentleman towards the front yelled, you should shut the F up. Chappelle lost it on the man yelling, you do not tell me to shut the F up at my show. He started a tirade of his beliefs, leaving comedy behind and focusing purely on the politics. While that was awful in itself, what made my heart sink and started to invoke fear was when the crowd of about 20,000 people started yelling, go Palestine, go Hamas. Another related hateful jargon. The audience was cheering Chappelle during his tirade. I was sick. We were sick. I turned to my friend and wife and said, I think it's time to go. We walked out and met up with many other Jews leaving the show. Never in my life have I felt so unsafe and so fearful in what I was witnessing. Yeah. The words alone were horrific, but we were vulnerable in a public forum. How could we know what would happen? Could violence against the Jewish members of the audience break out? Here in Boston, how is there so much hate for Jews? How could a comedy show provide such a mechanism Mm. for people to verbally shout out their hatred for Jews? The unfortunate... Icing on the cake was that all the cell phones and communication devices had been locked up, so there's no video or audio evidence. With that, I'm hoping social media can spread this word.
3: Yeah, and and we'll get into more of that stuff in a bit. And in the Patreon, um, like people walking around ripping down posters, including in in uh, um, where was it, Chestnut Hill? Oh of, yeah. of like of a hostages. dentist doing it. It's freaking yeah. amazing! It's amazing, amazing, amazing. Um,
4: Oh, and the Michigan State thing. That was weird, too. We were talking about that last night because it was college football day yesterday, which normally you and I pay zero attention to college football at all. mm -hmm. Saturday's not a day when it would ever occur to me that there would be a football game on. But uh, anyway, so at Michigan State, I guess they had a, um, a trivia question like they put up a trivia question on the big screen for everybody yes. in between yeah. the things. And it was what country was Hitler born in? Yes. And with a big picture of Hitler. So like yeah. right up in the middle of the stands of the stadium, there's like it's, a big picture of it, Hitler. It's, we're,
3: the, we're in a twisted place here. And it's, it's, it's a, a very, very weird. strange in, in on, I'm going to, I'm going to further the conversation into somewhere where I, that I want to know if you and I are just as bad as these people doing this, because I, I just thought myself through a, 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 a a, 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 an adventure in thought that I want to run by you a little bit later but I don't get to this Bill Maher too the, the, this is Bill Maher's shiny moment
2: and finally New Rule as an Ivy League graduate who knows the value of a liberal education I have one piece of advice for the youth of America don't go to college <laughs> And if you absolutely have to go, don't go to an elite college, because as recent events have shown, it just makes you stupid. There are few, if any, positives to come out of what happened in Israel, but one of them is opening America's eyes to how higher education has become indoctrination into a stew of bad ideas, among them the simplistic notion that the world is a binary place where everyone is either an oppressor or oppressed, in the case of Israel oppressors being babies and bubbas, the same students who will tell you that words are violence and silence is violence were very supportive when Hamas terrorists went on a rape and murder rampage worthy of the Vikings. They knew where to point the fingers at the murdered and then it was off to ethics class. <laughs> now. Now, I recognize that a certain amount of foolishness is expected of college kids, but mixing Jägermeister and tomato juice isn't the same as siding with terrorists. (laughs) Thirty-four student groups at Harvard signed a letter that said the apartheid regime is the only one to blame, proving they don't know what constitutes apartheid. They don't know much of anything, actually, but it doesn't deter them from having an opinion. They've convinced themselves Israel is the most repressive regime in history because they have no knowledge of history or even a desire to know it. And actual history doesn't come up in their intersectionality of politics and gender queer identities class. (laughs) Now, to be fair, at least five of the student groups have rescinded what they signed, saying they didn't read the letter closely. (laughs) <laughs> and they promise not to make that mistake again after they graduate and start running the world. I can stop
3: it there. But we'll uh, give them one more hit. It's really five
2: minutes of. It. I, I actually believe them that they didn't read the letter closely. I think they scanned it, said it was blaming Israel, and went back to surfing TikTok. <laughs> because college life today is a day spa combined with a North Korean reeducation camp. It's a daycare center with a meal plan, except the toddlers can fire the adults. The fact that college presidents who usually love to speak out about anything couldn't find their voice to condemn the worst attacks in the Holocaust is a lot about who really controls colleges.
3: So it's a great it's a great rant. There's more of it. But uh, but we'll uh, we'll, um, we'll 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 let you uh let you listen to it it's all over the place but he's absolutely right these colleges colleges are poison absolute poison i have no i put them on no pedestal whatsoever i've um, i'm uh, I, unless like my daughter probably might want to get into some kind of engineering thing whatever uh, that's fine other than that i i my default is and i think you agree with me is to yeah. a four-year liberal arts college is the default is no If you have something yeah. you want to do in Community college? If you have,
4: like, a STEM thing that you're into that, you know, that you're actually good at, then great. But otherwise, yeah. No. No
3: chat chat today? Oh, does that come before this?
4: Yes. Oh, yeah.
3: Okay. Sorry. The chat chat, of course, is
4: brought to us on the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hotline by Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce, which is a delicious uh, hot sauce or You don't have to sacrifice heat for flavor. And they donate uh, part of the proceeds to the Fallen Firefighters Foundation. Are you there yet, or do you need more? I'm to- there. To- okay. It's just buffering. I just wasn't sure if I needed to talk more about the hot sauce. You don't need sauce. to talk more. It should be okay. moving
3: at any time now. The it's, it's, thing is turning. By the way, I'll be using... Tommy, I'll be using this... Uh,
4: the new computer.
3: Be, uh, full-time starting tomorrow.
4: With your Taco Gigante sticker on yes, it.
3: Yes, it'll have a sticker. My son has put Star Wars stickers on it, and then this morning asked me if it okay if he put Star Wars stickers on it after he already did. This is not working. This is not sorry, working. Sorry, did okay. you
4: try refreshing the
3: page? I'm going to try refreshing the page. Alright.
4: What internet are you connected to? Is it a good internet?
3: Uh, It is... Yes, it is the right one. Okay.
6: Here we go.
0: Hi, Habibis and hey, fellow colonizers. It's your old friend Les calling into the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hotline.
3: You know why I miss I'm your calling. voice. Alice. I miss your voice.
0: First of all, extending my love and prayers for my sister in Christ, Alice, for uh, the impending birth of Shattuck baby number five. Please pray the that best this health, baby is health and the best success so in that birth. Second of all, Can't I want to believe thank I'm
4: still pregnant right now.
0: We know. Come on. Wake up. Am I going to
4: work
3: tomorrow? So
0: uncomfortable. Tom, for how he expressed his absolute confusion as a person close to my age, as a person growing up Mm. almost identically to my cultural life in the United States, and all of a sudden we woke up one day, and there's a zillion people who are. Not only feeling it in their heads and hearts, but literally marching, thousands and thousands of people marching to destroy the Jews. I never saw this coming. I did not see this coming and neither did Tom. And Tom, I truly appreciate you articulating this for me because I've been having a hard time with it in my own head. Am I crazy? No. No, my peers see that as well. Yeah. Um I believe we're in for a long road to try to deprogram these young children I sent to the show the video of of some ho <laughs> excuse me some home and en- endodontist professional dentist ho tearing <laughs> down um some yes. of the flyers of the hostages in Chestnut Hill Massachusetts which where I literally drew, drove through yesterday. I kind of wish I saw her, but I'm kind of happy (laughs) Mm -hmm. I didn't because I don't know. Actually,
4: pause for a sec because there was – and there was actually polling about this. She's not wrong that part of it is an age thing because there was polling that was broken down asking people, do you think the Hamas killing of 1,200 – it's really now – there it's over 1,400 is the death count – Israeli civilians in Israel can be justified by the grievances of the Palestinians or is it not justified – I'll go from the top 65 and over only 9% say it can be justified 55 to 64 11% say it can be justified 45 to 54 23% of people say it can be justified so that's like your generation still one in four people think terrorism is 23 is close to 20 a quarter yeah. Uh, In the 35 to 44, so that's my generation, 39% of people think it can be justified. 25 to 34, 48% think it can be justified. And in the 18 to 24, 51% think that the murders of 1,200 Israeli civilians can be justified by the grievances of the Palestinians.
3: That is a freaking problem. So there is an
0: age gap problem.
4: (laughs) I don't know what I would have
3: done in
0: that moment, but we are in tough times and... God keep us strong and hopefully I'll talk to y'all again soon. Thank you. Love you.
3: Bye. Nice to talk to you again. BBP.
0: Burn Barrel Podcast.
3: A1C.
4: (laughs) I believe that's a diabetes thing. Yes. Yes. I
3: will be putting shields up. (laughs) A1C. (laughs) Oh, it's from Deanna (laughs) Delachapos. (laughs) <laughs> that's the from
4: winchester high school class that's right from on. the what was it called
6: Guardian, Guardian, Guardian. that's right that's right Guardians. when it comes to the comments from the squad and the new york times articles it's that whole journalistic phrase that tom i'm sure you've heard before don't let the truth get in the way of a good story
3: yeah mm-hmm. Well, absolutely, especially and in in, in in anything you can put on Israel now is has is has them salivating, so they're all hugely into this. Doctor
1: Mm-hmm. as for that woman who slept with over three hundred men in a year, mm-hmm. Tom, even when I was twenty four, I wouldn't have gone for that at all. You don't remember the AIDS epidemic?
3: Like I do remember that. Yes, it would. I would still would have. <laughs>
1: The love of God, it was on television every day. I remember. <laughs> Magic Johnson. Why? I wouldn't have sex with her with your dick. <laughs> come Thank on. You,
3: it might be the first a first time for that
1: a skank. Hey! That's just, it's not empowering. That's disgusting. It's gross. What
3: do you mean skank? What is it? This is, body count shouldn't matter, Alice. She has agency over herself. She's having mm-hmm. a good time.
4: Come on.
1: And Biden, what's with the chin balls, man? I know. Yeah,
4: it's not good. You see the
1: chin balls on that? His face feel. is melting. He's a chin ballsian. <laughs> chin balls- I want to welcome Virgil Thaddeus Shattuck. I like that. To the world. Smirly. I like Virgil.
3: I am making a last minute Jim Jordan-like push for Peter Rabbit Shattuck.
4: The five-year-old makes a strong case for Peter Robinson.
3: I know, but I like Peter Rabbit Shattuck. Why not? Why not? You're Nobody gonna call him Rabbit. No, I, I, I have the piece of paper in my hand. While well, you're all drugged out, I will be writing them Peter Rabbit Shattuck.
1: Alice had given birth to him. It's a healthy little baby. I can't wait to uh, hear him come running in during the <laughs> the uh, podcast no. and uh, scream at the top of his lungs. That'll be great. And, yeah, your perineum is your taint. And if you've ever had to deal with uh, prostate cancer, your perineum is very important. uh, Because it is the, um, how should we say, access point.
4: Uh, Tom would very much prefer to just die of prostate cancer than know anything
3: about that. Correct. Thank you.
6: Guys, it has to be Naked Sushi, because that girl already talked about the amount of money that she makes... Serving California rolls, I mean, who would serve sushi and say that they're financially doing well unless it's naked sushi? So she's definitely doing that because.
3: I don't think so.
6: The more of a chance a guy has to see her sushi, the more money she's going to make. Come on, I don't. Think I just
4: so. can't imagine that you. Alice, you're bringing out all the just...
3: sexism in the show. Sorry. No, I don't think so. I think you she she was bitching and moaning so much. Mm-hmm. I think she would have mentioned the naked sushi and the, like these pigs mm-hmm. are already uh,
4: Speaking of the baby name, thing, very successful series of novels by uh, John Updike about somebody named Rabbit. So, there we go. You can just still call the baby Rabbit as a nickname. I did know that. That's why I mentioned
3: That's it. why I'm doing it, Alice. It's a literary reference. Oh,
4: I didn't know you were a big Updike fan.
3: Yes, I am, Alice. Oh. I like everybody on the LGBTQ+ IA
6: as a matter of fact, oh, sorry. I thought the squad, according to Jerry Callahan, was four people: Talib, Omar, AOC, and the person he loves to call Ringo, Ayanna Pressley. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm wrong.
4: That's- Jamal Bowman joined.
6: Yeah, and Corey He's Bush in. is one too. And
3: so, and so Bush, the, yep. the squad; those are the original four, but they have expanded. Mm-hmm. But yeah, those are the those are the ones who. Um, who originally came right out of the uh, box.
4: Thank you so much for listening, everybody. We appreciate it. Um, we are going to head over to the Patreon show, so if you're a Patreon subscriber, stay there, because we have more to talk about. I assume Tom will tell us what his favorite update novels are.
3: Oh, I love them all. Old Man in the Sea.
4: Queen of uh, L- a, a yeah. Lettered Place. Uh-huh. From Here to Eternity. Is that one of his? For Whom the Bell Tolls? Yeah, that's one, Shay. Sure. Thank you. So's um, Romeo and Juliet and yes. King Lear.
0: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for fifty to eighty percent less in similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at fifty dollars, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more.